A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night. Sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community, and communities create social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. So my next interview is with Karen Wookie and Andrea Constand, and we talk about their compelling, important, and, and disturbing uh, new film, The Case Against Cosby. And uh, before we step in, in case you missed it, uh, or you haven't missed it yet, you maybe you've already seen the film, but survivors.org, uh, hopehealing.ca, uh, two websites you're going to want to write down and uh, maybe look into uh, on a, a bit more of a... a a detailed level. Um, so the so the line that really stood out for me in the film. There's so many things, but the essence of trauma is that you're alone, and that's kind of what we push back against, I suppose. Not only in the conversation in this interview, but but it also Karen Karen Wookie, the filmmaker and producer and, and director and so on storyteller, does with this film, The Case Against Cosby. You can see it on CBC, CBC Gem, and I believe it's going to be coming soon to a digital uh, theater near you. Uh, Andrea and Karen and I talk about a sense of purpose. We we talk about this notion of not being silent anymore, and how um, you know there's this sense of service and 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 duty. And what's so um, remarkable about this is that Andrea, you know, I think Andrea really believes that this is a victory for for all survivors. You know, and and so we talk a great deal about hope and about how to be positive. It's about finding a community that you're comfortable with, that you're, that you feel safe enough in that where you can speak out. And this is really, it is about trust. And so we touch on aha moments and we, and I, I mean, I learned a ton in this interview and, and, and one of the things, uh, victims who have been, uh, traumatized to have been assaulted by friends and family tend to not come forward. That was, that was big news, uh, and new news, I think for, for, uh, certainly for me and for other listeners, we talk a lot about faith and, and, and believing and, uh, shame and guilt and mind, body, spirit, um, authenticity and how to, how to sort of take command and, and how that healing really is uh, ultimately available. And uh, this is an important, uh, I think, important interview, important conversation. I wish we could have gone on longer, uh, but it really is a film that you need uh, to see. The Case Against Cosby, it's on CBC, CBC Jam, and stay tuned for uh, it coming to a streaming um, uh, platform uh, somewhere uh, near you and where you can access it easily. And again, those websites are survivors. 
org and hopehealing.ca. Don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about my my writing and my speaking and of course about my podcasting face-to-face live.ca. They're all kind of under one umbrella now. We're about to cross 600 interviews, which I'm pretty excited about. Stay tuned for some new information and more information coming up about my podcasting uh, this year in 2023. And by the way, Happy New Year. And if you are listening, please sign up wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe, give us a thumbs up on YouTube, like the channel, and please leave us a review. We would so appreciate it on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen and then socially mediate the heck out of us. That would be uh, brilliant for so many reasons. The film is The Case Against Cosby. The conversation is with Karen Wookie and Andrea Constand coming right up. My name is David Peck and you're listening to Face to Face. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by two very special guests here with us today on the show, and we are about to step into a conversation uh, about some uh, pretty important things, pretty important time in history. Uh, I guess you could say a historical kind of uh, game changer, I suppose, in so many respects. We have Karen Wookie. She is a filmmaker, a storyteller, editor, producer, and she's here uh, with Andrea Constant here today to talk about their new film, important new film, the case against Cosby. Thank you both uh, for joining me on Face to Face today. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. So, I mean, it's, 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 I don't know in a way where to start, Andrea, but I think I need to start with you and, and, and the film. And I hope you're okay with this, Karen. I, I don't, I don't think I'm going to call this a spoiler alert, but there's a sense in the film. Uh, and by the way, congratulations on on getting this story out. It's it's a marvelous film. It's it's a story that everyone needs to to hear about, and we need to peel those layers back and 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 go deeper. So thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome, Andrea. So there's a I I, I get a sense that um, that there's a sense of hope there that sort of. Uh, you're uh, deeply connected to. We open up the film with you uh, carving a walking stick. We end with a walking stick. Uh, it, it, is that is that kind of what gets you out of bed in the morning, or or is there something else? Uh, well, I think it's probably just us having a sense of purpose. Um, you know. Uh, the walking sticks certainly don't get me out of bed in the morning because I, I have mu- so much so much more work to do other than the, bo- the walking sticks. But no, I think it's just a sense of like, you know, doing, carrying the work forward, um, you know, having my foundation to support resources, uh, support survivors and get resources for survivors. Is, is, has there been a sense for you uh, all along, and part, maybe part of the reason why you wanted to get this story on film, that, that you have been doing this for others as well, a, a voice uh, for others who can't speak up at this point in time in their, in their journeys? Yeah, I think it's important to just not be silent anymore. Um, you know, f- for me, um, my pathway to healing was really knowing how important it was to come out of silence and to actually begin a path to healing. And it just, unfortunately, um, a path to healing does not include silence. You know, I, uh, interestingly, my last interview was with Sarah Pauly. I was just so thrilled to get her on the show. And we had a very short... Love Sarah Pauly. Oh, yeah, big fan. We had we had all of about nine minutes together uh, about her new film, Women Talking. And, and Karen, I'd love to hear... Well, I'd love to hear both of you on this. But as a storyteller, I mean, is this why you got in 
in the first place? Was it about yep. asking questions? Was it about going deeper? So Sarah talks about that. She talks about, um, you know, I guess peeling back those layers and, and, and this, sure, this is a narrative. It's a story. It's a story, it's a story we need to tell, but it's, it's so much more than that. Interesting that you mentioned Sarah Pauly because I went to see her film at, at the film festival and we were editing this film. So I'd spent the year um, with Andrea making this film and I was heaving. I didn't know how anyone wasn't rolling in the aisles, wow. heaving from the enormity of the truth that she revealed in that film. It was so beautifully crafted. Um, and yes, this film is Andrea's story and in its extraordinary, but it's every woman's story and it's every predator's story. And when we started out, there were three pillars that I really wanted to hit. One was Andrea's story, the legal story, which is massive and could have you know, been four episodes. There was the reveal of a predator's mind and how they work and understanding um, who they are and how they operate. And then the third was leaving people with a sense of hope and finding, you know, we interviewed a lot of the Cosby survivors to find the group that would come together and do the work uh, so bravely so that people could witness how this affects a person, everyone who loves them, and the collateral damage that's done so that they could understand why people just don't get over these things. You don't just step away from this. This is, and that was the, um, really the goal uh, in the beginning and I, and I, that I wanted to achieve because otherwise it would be just a crime doc. Right, right. Kind of, right. Uh, yeah. What's the next little piece of information? What's the next reveal? Yeah, and this there is... was it was a massive legal story. So the legal story alone was so huge, but really was only relevant. And probably halfway through the film, I realized once we were, especially once we'd, um, I'd pre-interviewed Ann Burgess and Anna Salter, who have interviewed more predators among them than anyone on the planet. In fact, Mindhunter was created after Anna Burgess, and she taught the FBI how to profile how little we know about how predators work. And after that, I realized that that was a main um, focus that like the trial, in the second trial, they brought in someone like them. Uh, her name was Barbara Ziv, I believe. And she informed the jury so that when the women took the stand, they understood. And that was kind of what we were doing with an audience. We were informing an audience about trauma so that when you watch the women's stories, you now understand them in a whole new context and most, can relate. And, and, and can relate. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, isn't that what this is all about in a sense, telling a story, having a conversation yeah. about creating empathy. I mean, if, if there's a takeaway for me as a podcaster, it's that someone can listen to Andrea's story, your story, Karen, and, and, and walk away going, Oh, well, it's not just me then. You know, there are right. other people out there who are struggling through these things as well. And, and I know that's been a, uh, it's been a major factor in my life, I hope, in, with respect to my own healing and so on, and just that idea of stepping in uh, to, to a conversation. Andrea, how, how did you step in in order to step out? And that maybe sounds clever or something, that question, and I really don't mean it to be. But where did you find that strength? You know, you know, I, I get get the sense it was from the community around you, but I'd love to hear more from you on that. Well, my uncle was a great inspiration in my life as a youngster. He uh, he was a war hero, and his sense of service and duty, and mm. being selfless um, that was important for me. It was really about my faith and my belief 
um, in a, my belief in a system that really wasn't set up to support me in any way or Andrea's satellite gives out sometimes. It's there. We just we just lost you there for a quick second, Andrea. Apparently, the satellite so, yeah, is I, just repositioning. Yeah. So, uh, well, so you know, for me, it was it, it's just my uncle and having faith and belief in in even just something that really, I really didn't have a chance of winning in that court. But I just ha held the faith and held the belief, and that really just comes from my background, from my family, from admiring my uncle's journey um and yeah it's probably it's probably important it's important piece to to tell you that at the end of the film once we were finished andrea told me only then that when she began this journey she was told by all the lawyers that there is a two percent chance of getting your perpetrator get finding justice with a perpetrator two wow. percent that's, that's that is what she was up against and that's what every woman is up against the other thing that's important is that every survivor I interviewed when we were talking to them um, to choose the ones that were going to come together, everyone to a woman believed they were alone, including Andrea. So, so, so one of the things that that struck me was, uh, and I haven't read Gabor Mate, but I actually purchased his book uh, very recently before the interview, not not really even knowing he was in the film. Oh yeah, and his uh, the the. The myth of normal, I believe it is, but I'm so glad you made that a part of the film and a part of this story. But doesn't he say that the essence of trauma is that you feel like you're alone? Yes. Yeah, and Andrea. Yes. So, so your uncle was there. At yeah. What, at what point do you say, okay, I'm being embraced enough. I'm feeling supported enough to step out. And you know what? Let me just take a, a moment. Survivors.org and hope healing.ca i believe are the two websites where uh people who have suffered trauma and sexual trauma can uh, go to for for more information is is did i get those right yeah you did survivors.org and hopehealing.ca but you know i mentioned my my great uncle but also there were so many women that came forward and to me that was the wind beneath my wings that i wasn't alone and that's why i could fight for them yeah you say, so so you've talked a little bit about faith in, in the film. I say, I think you say the direct quote is, I, I believe in have uh, faith that it will be better. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of a, a, a greater tagline for the film, I, the T-shirt, the bumper sticker campaign. <laughs> like, Right. Isn't isn't that all of us in a sense? Don't we all have to get no matter what kind of uh, situation we find ourselves in? But I mean, we're talking about a very particular kind of trauma here. But I'd love to hear a little bit more from you on that, because that's, that's not an easy position to, to take. Well, what do you have if you don't have hope? Right? right? Ultimately, what do you have if you don't have hope? You've got to have hope. Um, we all going to have our challenges. And we need to just wake up every day and just be positive. There's going to be moments where, you know, we might have a, a negative thought or a negative feeling, but I think, um, you know, you just have to stay positive. And for me, it's just about knowing that I might not have a good day one day, but uh, in the back of my mind, I'm saying tomorrow's going to be better. And and that's really just a, a mind frame. Just it can be so bad. It can be so horrible, but it'll get better. Were there people along that the way? That was the whole purpose of Sorry, I was going to say that was the whole purpose of the retreat was because right. I felt if people could be left with hope, 
um, it would make it much easier to understand, to embrace, to think about speaking out in their own lives, to look at their own lives differently. Um, and that's important because when not only do people feel alone, but they feel like no one's going to believe them. And in often fact, they don't. No one's going to support them. Many times they don't. And the those uh, factors are the backbone of healing is finding a community that supports you and speaking out. Andrea has it tattooed on her body. Tell someone secrets keep people sick, secrets keep family sick, mm. secrets keep cultures sick. And the whole purpose is to step out of, you may feel alone now, but you're going to find, and I remember back, Andrea, I don't think we've ever said this, but I remember back when this was going on and you told me the story of when you first went to the lawyers thinking she was alone in the world and it had never happened to anyone else. And her lawyer would tell her, <clears throat> you know, every week, Andrea, there's another woman, Andrea, mm -hmm. someone else has come forward, Andrea, there's, you know, five more women. And that, that reveal uh, and that information is like a lifeline for a survivor. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I would I would imagine the idea that I mean, isn't that kind of what a good friend is too? you know, when you meet somebody for the yeah. first time at a party, don't you sort of go, oh, you you love the same things that I do or you've experienced yeah. the thing, right? You kind of like, wow, yeah. somebody, somebody I can hang out with somebody I can share a bottle of wine with or what, whatever the case might be. Um, so so the community, uh, I was really struck uh, by the moment in the film where Gabor was getting closer. Was it to you, Andrea? And and moving it in. It was Donna. And, yeah, and, Donna. Invade, and invading the your, your personal mm -hmm. space. Andrea, did you, Karen, Andrea, either of you, did you feel like maybe at some points, oh, maybe this wasn't such a great idea after all doing, doing the circle and filming it? Because I, I would imagine uh, that probably changed yeah. the tone a little bit, or was it? Green light all the way. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's uncomfortable to watch because we all experience it. But I've... I had done work with Gabor. I know how he works. I've I've experienced the power of his. I trust him 100%. Um, and it was uncomfortable to watch as it was happening and uh, uncomfortable to watch on film. But haven't we all experienced that? Isn't it an aha moment? Like the whole purpose of that was retreat is if there could be a handful of aha moments where we mm. get something about our own lives in a new way, then it's worth being mm. uncomfortable for. Yeah. And I mean, just to kind of, yeah. And, and it, it was Donna that that happened to, but we were all there supporting her. I mean, we, because we were in that healing circle, we all were experiencing everything as, as live as people were going through it. It was very intense. One of, one of the things that, one of the things that really struck me to, uh, I guess you could say would be one of my takeaways uh, from the film was that, if a friend or a family member is the perpetrator, it's so much more difficult to come forward. It makes perfect sense. It, it totally makes perfect mm-hmm. sense for so many reasons. Now, is that a part of why 2% chance of getting a conviction? I mean, is that a part of what we're talking about here, a broken system, et cetera? Uh, or, or is that something else going on there? Well, Anna Salter said it so well in the in the film. She basically said, Victims don't behave the way we expect them to behave if they know their assailant. So the women that come, you know, you want a a perfect victim comes forward right away, tells everybody, you know, preferably police goes to the, all of those things. And that when that happens, it's more often in the case of a stranger assault. When you're assaulted by someone, you know, you don't, you know, the brain tries to normalize it. So you minimize it. You blame yourself. You don't come forward right away. In fact, all the way, the ways that victims behave in court and following an assault are completely in keeping with how that trauma by someone you know affects you. And don't forget that person is messing with your head, right? At the entire time you've been groomed, you've been assaulted, and now they're messing with your head. So you behave a certain way that people won't believe you. That is the entire modus operandi of the predator. Um, But Andrea, you can speak to that because it was your story. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, I didn't really like, what was most important for me, it wasn't, it it was really just about to start to have my healing path. And I think that was the most important thing for me it's why i decided to uh go back to trial uh, after 10 12 years so it it really was about 
starting my healing journey and, 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 you know, that was the whole point of everything. It wasn't, I didn't go in with an expectation to get convictions, although I was hoping for one. Um, but I, my expectation was just to further my healing path along. Mm. And I didn't look at those percentages just the same way. I didn't look at percentages when I was an athlete going into games. I mean, we did, but it wasn't the most important thing. It was just about and having Andrew, faith. And it was Andrew just about speak- having faith. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. It was, it's just about having faith and having and, and believing. And, and but of course, tell, just talk about, talk about why it took a year for you to tell anyone. Cause that's, I think what speaks to when it's someone, you know, and not a stranger, it took you a year to be, you sat on the information. You didn't, you didn't tell anyone, including your family for a year. Why do you think that well, was? Well, just because you're really, you're, you know, the, the the typical kind of like victim things, you, you're ashamed, you're scared. I mean, he was a very powerful, powerful person in the community. Um, you know, he was on the board at Temple. Um, who would believe me? Uh, so I think all those things really just that are fear-based things that creep in your head. Um, that was really what it was about for me. I was just sit, sitting in shame. And that's really where you don't want to be when you're starting your healing path. Well, it's remarkable to me, Andrea, that you that, that that you did share based on what I'm hearing in our conversation right now, based on what I know uh, previously to seeing the film and based on what came out in the film. I mean, you know, and Gabar talks about the, I guess, the repression of this kind of trauma mm-hmm. manifesting itself in so many mm-hmm. other ways. And it seems to me, I mean, this is, isn't this kind of, aren't we all waiting for that kind of breakthrough from a medical perspective and a physiological perspective? Mind and body are connected, you know, big yeah. surprise, big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. My Mind, body, and spirit are all connected. I mean, you can't be a whole person. What I say is it's mind, body, spirit. You got to have all those three things. And those are a part of healing. If you want to become a whole person again, um, they're, they're all interconnected. Yeah. Andrea, have you, Probably have you ever... a good point to, to point out that a lot of the women in that group suffered from, for years with various autoimmune, um, diseases, mm-hmm. physical, physical effects. And, you know, Gabor is the first one to say it's now accepted. And his books are fantastic. You know, his book, when the body says no is amazing in terms of how our emotional health uh, affects our physical health. And the moment we start to embrace that, uh, you can change the game. So I think it was evident in, uh, in our group and it's definitely evident and the science is in on trauma and how it affects the body physically. So, uh, I would urge anyone to read his books if you're want to know more. It's it's amazing. I'm so glad you, you, you mentioned that, uh, Karen, um, Andrea, we, we're probably going to have to wrap in a, in a couple of minutes, but do, are you familiar at all with uh, this notion of um, uh, the the way of our being and the truth of our being? It's something that I've been uh, introduced to in the last little while, kind of philosophical principle, but but at the same time, it's about where we actually speak from. And I think, isn't that what Gabor was trying to get to? And I wonder, you know, that kind of, I am not worthy, I'm not valuable, I'm not, you know, I'm not lovely, I'm not accepted, all those. I mean, that's something I can really relate to. I can't relate to your story in the specifics, but that guilt and that shame and those I am not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
authentic self. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, so, you, you froze there. So I, I think... I think, you know, those are interesting things like the, the way and the truth. I think authenticity, what I'm he- what I'm feeling is that authenticity. Mm. In order to truly heal, you have got to get to your authentic self, what's in your heart, because your authenticity is your truth. But abuse and trauma and sexual violence takes us away from that. It takes us away from our, our truth, our authenticity. And I think as I sit here today, that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from an authentic place and I'm just blessed to have had the healing journey that I have had and have this film. It was very healing for me. Karen, would you describe yourself as a hope, more of a hopeful storyteller post this film? Would you have ever described yourself as a Um, cynical storyteller? No, I, I, well, for me, it's just about, truth and about mm. survival and about um it, it it wasn't i'm i'm always hopeful there's always a way through and there's always it's sort of like if i were going to study medicine i'd study the miraculous remissions to see what what wow. they would be about that would okay. be where i'd go but for this story it was um there was a there is a lot of hope and there is a you know in terms of taking taking yourself out of the position of being a victim and taking command over your life and standing in sovereignty for me was the story and giving that example to many people who don't see a way out or through. And if you look at, you know, people who survive unimaginable things and there are people who are taken down by it and there are people who are able to transform into you know, into something much greater. And for me, it's the finding of what that is and where that path is that takes you through. Um, Although the drive is to reveal and wake up an audience to Mm. a bigger understanding of what's going on. The hope for me is just like, it's available to, well, I'll give you a very, and one of the greatest things Gabor ever said to me that taught me the most and it was when we were just talking, but I asked him when, as a parent, when he, when he forgave himself as a parent, because mm. he writes a lot about his early <clears throat> fathering. And he said, he said, when he began to believe that, and that healing was available for him, and that started to happen, which wasn't until his 70s, by the way, he wow. then understood that healing was available for his children. And he let go mm. of blaming himself. And the same is true, I believe, for everyone, no matter what you've experienced, there's healing available and finding your way onto that path is really what we wanted to showcase in this film so that people would have hope that no matter what they'd experienced, there was a way forward. And um, so it's not really a cynical storyteller. I'm more of a, you know, in uh, finding the inspiration in all things dark. Because there are many, many things dark that we face in our lives and in our culture and with each other. And shining a light on a way forward, I think, is probably I, where I, I like to Karen, be. I've always loved that that notion, yeah, Diane Ackerman's notion, the purpose of art is to shine light in the darkness. And and yeah. isn't isn't that what I guess uh, well, hopefully this this conversation is 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 a part yes. of that, uh, a part of that as well. Probably gonna have to wrap it up. Andrea, quick a quick question. It's not a quick question. None of these are quick questions. That's how absurd. Um, how do you, hmm, how do you speak to a young group of, of, of survivors and say, 
okay, I know you're out there balancing the fear and, and the risk. You need to step in. You know, I would imagine everyone needs to do it in their own way. Everyone's story is different, et cetera. Do, do you know where I'm going with this? What, yeah. like, like, there's no yeah. simple answer, but I'd love to hear a little bit about, the, is there a specific tool or two that listeners could take away? Yeah, I would just say, you know, it's really about providing a safe space. And uh, that's what we do at the foundation with our healing circles. Um, it's what people really need to feel. Um, what they need to hear is you are safe. You are accepted. You are not alone. And thank you for telling me. And thank you for having the courage to speak and to um, you know, so that's where it comes from. It's just about providing a, a safe space and you are courageous. You are safe and yeah, you're not alone. That's it. You're not alone. We are also, we're not what happens to us. Mm. Yeah. What happens to us is only what happens to us. We are in control of how we how we respond to what happens to us. And that choice is ours to make every day. And even though you've made the same choice for years, you can make a different choice today. Wow. It's, uh, it's a film uh, everyone needs to see. It's a story that everyone needs to hear. I think everybody needs to become a part of one of those healing circles. I think somehow we need to get Gabor doing like larger circles, maybe in like, you know, I agree. Uh, squares around the world. <laughs> I agree. It's, a, it's kind of a ridiculous notion in some ways, but, but maybe not so much in others, you know, I mean, who yeah. doesn't need a good bit of therapy and really isn't therapy about, to your point, Andrea, isn't it about feeling safe? You, you can get therapy across the dinner table. It seems to me, you know, in, in the right group community and with the right uh, people. And I so love Andrea. I just, faith and hope and, and, and acceptance are, are really the story you're telling here, which is just, it's brilliant and it's beautiful. And thank you for having that faith and that hope. And, and for those of you who want to see the film, January 8th, 2023, can you believe it? We're into the new year uh, on CBC. If you don't catch it at 8 p.m., I believe that's Eastern Standard Time. Karen, correct me if I get this yes. wrong. You can also get to see yes. it or you would be able to see it on CBC Gem. And again, uh, just before we say goodbye, survivors.org and hopehealing.ca. Karen, last question. Is it a different film than you expected? Um, no, but it over-delivered what I dreamed. Oh, that's great. And, <laughs> that's fantastic. And I think that was... Andrea and I spoke from the very beginning and I, you know, she was on board with where I, I wanted it to go and it did, it over delivered what I dreamed. So amazing. Well, you can't, you can't ask for much more than that. It seems to me. Yeah. That's, isn't that no. a beautiful thing? Well, thank you so much for uh, taking uh, the time uh, today to chat about a difficult but important film. It is uh, The Case Against Cosby. You can see it on CBC. It's, and we've been chatting today here on Face to Face with Andrea Constant and Karen Mookie. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. That was Karen Wookie and Andrea Constant, and we had a conversation about their new film, The Case Against Cosby. We covered a lot of ground. Thank you for staying with us and for listening in. It really was uh, an honor and a privilege to have this conversation with Andrea and uh, Karen, and uh, so looking forward to to what's next for Karen as well as, uh, as a filmmaker and a storyteller. Stay tuned on that, survivors.org, Hope Healing. 
www.ca. You can find out more uh, about the work that's going on alongside of uh, survivors in a variety of contexts. And um, yeah, don't uh, don't forget davidpecklive.com for more information about what I do, about my speaking and, and my podcasting. And also you can get a copy of Real Changes Incremental there if you are so inclined. Please subscribe to, pod, uh, to us wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, give us a thumbs up on YouTube if that's where you're listening and or watching. And we'd love it if you left us a review on Spotify or iTunes. That would be brilliant. And then if you wouldn't mind socially mediating the heck out of uh, this uh, channel and face-to-face, that would be brilliant. Thanks so much for uh, listening in. My name's David Peck and this is Face to Face. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.